there it is, there it is. Everybody. Look. Look, the grand final episode and have podcast. We've got a show for everyone today. Oh, it's a big one. Heaps of planning has been done. Heaps but, of it. Yeah. Is there anything on this bum, weekend? Bum, bum, bum. What? Is there anything on this weekend at all? Um, bum, no, bum, but habiliment is word of the day. So, bum, 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 bum. and if anybody wants to know what the word habiliment means, it means a dress characteristic of an occupation or occasion, usually used in plural. Yeah, that's pretty much it in footy. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We're actually, we're actually a word podcast. Football. Or a word podcast. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so what are we talking about? Right, so well, the grand final probably. Oh, uh, we'll okay. go through uh, <gasps> Hawks Axe Three. The uh, yeah, you can load up some things to talk about, yep. but the news that's gone around. Well, Richmond lost, and everyone thought Richmond would win. Yeah. So Richmond lost. So it's Collingwood West Coast Grand Final, yeah, which is. is huge. Two two birds. I assume everyone of varying this size, it, but you know, just in case. Um, you know, one of them is a big bird, king of the big game, and the other ones. Uh, Scavenger they don't really mention people. magpies <laughs> in their song, do they? Their so- does their song say magpies one time? Good old magpies for air. Yeah, no, no. It doesn't. Well, I'm pretty sure um, like actual eagles aren't king of the big game either. Like, I don't think David well, Attenborough is like, the eagle is king of the big game. <laughs> he might. I think eagles are like, they're actually like one of the biggest eagles in the world. The, the West, the, the West, what's it called? Nah, the the eagle, the name of the eagle's eagle. Oh, what's it called? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, is Eddie, Eddie, Eddie the eagle. Is it Eddie? I don't know. No, is it Eddie? Nah, that's Eddie that's the eagle, mascot that name. I think. Uh, is that the <laughs> oh, yeah, swimmer, it is. isn't it? Yes, it is. That's a skier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 um, eagle. <laughs> 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 the eagle, the West Coast eagle's eagle has a different name. Um, yeah, it's actually a fucking monster. Have you seen that, cunt? Yeah. yeah. Aussie. 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 Aussie the eagle. Um. <laughs> Eddie. Uh, so yeah it should be a good grand final but we'll talk to that we'll, we'll give a full match analysis uh, in a little bit about that but Ooh, um, so obviously we're into the uh, prime time trade talk city limits as well and there's there's a whole bunch of things hey, going on now limits. Dylan Shield got given permission to meet with some Victorian clubs by GWS they're encouraging him to explore and Carl, late Carlton news, is 100% not one of them. The late, the late, latest news is, uh, and this is the thing that comes up every year, is the whole Jesse Hogan coming back to, Ooh, yeah, come <laughs> back. to Freo. But this is probably the most like legitimate-ish reporting there's ever been on it. Like every year it starts going around in like, especially in Fremantle circles that like they're going to make a play for Hogan or whatever and it always gets shot down. But there actually seems like there might actually be, like I still, I'm not holding my breath or like, counting my chickens or anything, but it seems like, there is going to be, uh, it is going to be looked at by both teams at least this year, definitely. I don't know if it has been in previous years or not, but it seemed like they actually are going to look at it. A lot of it will probably have to do with what happens with Lockie Neal. I think Melbourne want will want Frio's first round pick. I saw some Melbourne guy on one of the forums was saying, no, two first round picks. You guys will offer two first round picks for McCarthy, but that was when Frio finished top of the ladder and they didn't, you know, their first round pick 18 is different yeah. to six. You know, so I think I still think I. I think if they if it's they hard have, for a rebuilding club, but you'd almost do it. I well, this is my situation with him, right? And I, as I said, I'm not counting chickens, but if they it's counting chickens. If they give up Neil, and they get Brisbane's pick, which is like pick four or five, whatever it is, and then they trade they trade what'll be what their pick will end up being pick six, Fremantle's one. If you can say pick six, and 
a next year's second rounder or maybe even next year's first round of Hogan, I'd say fair enough. Take it. And if they don't get a thing, if Neil stays, they don't have a combo, if they can work out some other way um, of getting like another pick, because their next pick after their first round one's not till real late in the draft. And I think given they are still reboot, you can't afford to go in with getting nothing out of this draft. They got to get something. But the thing is, all the top in key position players in the draft this year are from, not from WA. So there's that flight risk. If you make the trade, people will say, oh, you know, you're getting, you need to take your high draft picks. All of this has got to be conditional on Hogan passing a medical and, and then being happy that his foot's going to be fine going forward. If it is, I'd definitely do it because he's 24 years old. He's already kicked like 140 goals or something in however many games he's played. So you've got a proven star caliber forward that Freeman has been desperate for since Pavlich. And like, even when they had Pavlich, they were trying to get another one. He's West Australian. So once you have him here, he's only going to leave through retirement, you'd think. And you'd think Matty Tamadar would take him under his wing as well. <laughs> yeah, he's really going to grow. But they could make a nice little partnership together. I think if they get him, then I think 100% they don't go for Lob. Um, I think... I think the Eagles are going to go for Lob, aren't they? they are, they're, both, they're both going for Lob. But surely but, they're going to offer more money because fucking license going to get him. Yeah, well, it depends on how much money they've got to offer. But it's fine. It'd be good for, if they ever pay Lob, that's fine for Frio. Anyway. But like I'm saying, Frio will probably go hard at Lob if they're not getting Hogan. But now this Hogan thing's up, I reckon they would not be Lob placed. more of a fucking Ruckman though than a forward? He's, I think he's a forward slash Ruck. I think he prefers playing forward. He prefers to, but he goes he where he's told. Yeah. But anyway, so I think, like I'd love it if Frio do get it done. Assuming Hogan, his injury is not going to be like a career threatening. The navicular, you're a footman. Has he got navicular? That's, that's what he had, I think. That's oh, what he missed he? with this year. So that's a um, fucked him. Yeah, that's why a lot of a lot of the free people are like, oh, we need to be careful about this because I no, just fuse it if you want. If we give up two first round picks or something, and then he's struggles to play, um, yeah, that's big time. After an injury to a navicular bone, not his blistering navicular fast bone. internet. Hey. Just then, by the way, pretty good, eh? So <laughs> wonder what speed test that big news has had. It's had me think in the last couple of days. Um, I think we oh. talked about most of the other sort of trade things last week. Nothing to develop. That'll be like, we might do a podcast when it's like in the trade kind of period, just for interest's sake. Dicko probably mm-hmm. don't want to do it. Maybe just me and Crawford do it. Dicko doesn't give a shit. Uh, fuck. <laughs> He's like, whoever's there. Well, you don't want to jump on and bag the shit out of Terry Wallace for stumping yeah. up all the time. D- Dicko doesn't Terry actually. Wallace. Oh, you know who he gets. He doesn't actually support get a team. Well, you know who needs to get cooked again. Fucking Robert Wolves again. Have you hear his oh, comments? No, oh, fucking yeah. cockhead. Why does he um, hate the Eagles? Why, he, why doesn't he just admit that he was wrong and say, okay, yeah, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Like, I hope they fucking smash Collingwood now and then fucking he's a dickhead just for that reason. All right. We've got a drop this week, probably the first time this season. So why don't you talk us through that while you pour it? Oh, right, so um, I'll drop with the uh, Hibiki. Hibiki? Hibiki. Suntory whiskey. Straight out of Japan. Masters Select. Did you buy it in Japan? No, no. Oh. What did uh, on the way home from Japan oh, in Perth? <laughs> <laughs> it's only available at the uh, duty free. Duty free. So, master select, specially selected for complexity and richness, forty three percent. Um, it's an expensive bottle. It's about a hundred and seventy dollar bottle. So, you know, we're really going to enjoy this because yeah. we don't have any palate whatsoever. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, smell of cork. Nice dark amber oh. colour. It's got a very rich, tasty oh, rich, yeah. scent. Smell that? A real, quite sweet smelling. Ooh, syrupy. Mm, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. 
<laughs> I'm just pouring it. Very cool. It looks delicious. I suppose. Um, so, while you're doing that, we might, we'll start uh, talking about the footy. Did we all watch both of the games on the weekend? Yeah, I did, actually. It was only two games, so you'd want to hope so, the prelims. So, I guess we'll talk about the Collingwood-Richmond one first off. So, uh, that Richmond was... I, I was driving very, home. I was driving home and yeah, I was right next to just being like, what the fuck, Mason Cox doing? He's going off. That was the best part of the game. I mean, apart from that, the game was poor. Fuck, I love floggings. They're the best. But wrong. Richmond losing was good because it was unexpected, I suppose. Um, and also... Oh, <clears throat> right, Grand Finals going to be better now, isn't it? Mason, it was well, com- you'd hope so, but it was I have compelling. No um, and yeah, the story, the Mason Cox story was good. It was good I to just watch. couldn't believe he just thought, every time I had, he marked another one I was like what is going on here but that's the thing Therapy. that was the uh, the eye catching thing to like that you'd watch it and as it's happening you're just like oh like that. Mm, it's tasty you're like oh this it's is actually really tasty this is what's uh, this is what's dictating the game but what was really uh, a tactical thing that Collingwood did well and I think it's probably um, you'd give some credit to Nathan Buckley because pretty good coaching move to just like. Is I'm just talking about Lucy Barking when we all came uh, about Lucy not yeah. barking last <laughs> week and she goes. hasn't stopped. Um, so Richmond's whole thing is this like Jack Rewalt flies for marks and then the small like Castagna, Edwards, these guys run in and crumb it. Um, Collingwood, it's and it's hard. The thing that makes that such an effective game plan is it's pretty hard to stop that because it's just basically chaos. They just knock the ball on and do whatever they can. But what Collingwood did, and like it's one of those things where you can't always control it, but wherever possible, they came over and spoiled the ball. Like they made an effort to spoil it as far as they could. Like they tried to clear that they just wanted it more. zone. And it was Jeremy Howell a lot of the time that would cut because he obviously can jump and get there. But How he came over and was just spoiling. And that's the thing. I think a lot of teams and you all, your defenders now are trying to go for intercept marks a lot. And what normally happens is Jack Reward actually just spoils them. So they've got their hands up and it just comes and drops right front and center. But the Collingwood guys weren't bothered unless it was an, an obvious one trying to intercept market. They were punching it because they wanted to get it out of that immediate, say, like five meter drop zone. And that put all the Richmond forwards out of position then. And the Collingwood guys were outside and prepared for it. They, I noticed it during the game. They, someone mentioned it during, one of the commentators mentioned it during the game. They talked about it on... Um, 360 earlier as well and they showed the footage and if you see the footage they showed it is really apparent that like it was a it was a tactic it wasn't just something that happened and I think that's what really like threw out Richmond's whole offense because they just didn't look like themselves like Collingwood's pressure was really good but oh, the pressure it was it, it was similar between both games executed. that I know they're both floggings but when I because I re-watched the um, first half of the Collingwood game and their handballs were just on point. They yeah, kept hitting the handballs. They were quick fights. Uh, Richmond and Melbourne were fucking shit. Yeah. They kept missing. They kept fumbling turnovers. And then bam, bam, bam. The other thing that fucked Richmond, I think, is Dustin Martin clearly wasn't. Yeah, I know. Himself. Just don't play him. They're like, I know. Oh. Surely, surely you'd think because you're that good, you should have made it to the grand final anyway without. Yeah. Well, that was I the mean, whole Eagles thing. Eagles aren't playing with gas and shit. Yeah, that, yeah that was, they never were reliant on him to have a big oh, Exactly. Game, so why... why why not give him a week off and fucking play in the grand final? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, he would have said he would have said he's right. Or, yeah. He would have said he's right. I think the thing with him is that you you think like, oh, we can just play him at full forward and he'll probably kick six goals, or whatever. Yeah. But he just didn't have any like of that power he normally had. He like 
At least Richmond gave a yelp. They, they, they made a little bit of a run where it looked like there was a split second where I thought, oh, maybe they could. They, yeah, they've been started that good. last or end of the thing. Came yeah, back to what, 20 something. 20, yeah. And I was like, they've been that good earlier. In, like Lately, they hadn't been that good, but most of the year they've been that good that you sort of had that. And they probably at that point as well where they had that belief themselves, whereas Melbourne, with their history and this being their first finals push, they don't have... They were like they don't have the last history. grand final. They were just yeah. Horrible. They don't have the history of results to fall back on in their own minds to think we can dig ourselves out of this. I think once they got, you know, a certain distance behind, they all probably not gave up, but they wouldn't have really believed they could still win it. Whereas I reckon Richmond really thought they could win it until probably I think Trelaw maybe kicked a goal after they got it to twenty six, and that's when they were probably like, okay, we just can't now. It's too far. There's a few good stories. I mean, one Chris Main. I mean, how does he have a good-looking girlfriend? Have you seen that fucker's head? <laughs> He's a professional. Have you heard him show, talk? This have is just bullshit well? and shows you how shallow women are. This, did you that's hear, fucking did you hear unbelievable. Talk, no, I didn't hear him talk. His, oh, my God. His voice, you'd think like, oh, maybe he has like just a dreamy voice. <laughs> but no. He doesn't. I'm quite smart. He's playing. He's playing well, though. He's playing. Well. Oh, he is. I agree. It's great. That's and not then far off. I put money on him. <laughs> <for Norm Smith. laughs> I put money on him for the Norm Smith just because I think it'd be funny. No, no, Mark Hutchings. I hope he does. Yeah, we'll put it on Mark Hutchings and Chris May. I've got. I've got it on. Uh, got it on Hutchings. Oh, we'll, we'll do that at the end. We'll give our predictions. Let's have the end. So, yeah, okay, Mark Hutchings. Croft, you haven't said much. Did you think anything different about the Collingwood Richmond <laughs> game, or well, what did you take out of it from Collingwood? Maybe. Well, I, I said it last week. And I, I said that their talls may worry Richmond. Fuck, he did. He did. And he's, he's on it. As it turned out, that's exactly what happened. Um, well, they're tall, really. Like, they don't well, really have tall, many talls. Yeah, but I mean, I'm pretty sure Brundy, 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 oh, Brody yeah, yeah, Brundy I guess, played, yeah, Ruckman, yeah, played yeah. very well as yeah. well. I mean, that's what I said, like against Nanakervis and that. Yeah. Like they, they didn't really have the record. You know, Nanakervis and uh, Grigg versus Grundy and Mason Cox. <gasps> I mean, that kind of yeah. duo was never going to work. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, like, I'm not going to say I said, you know, uh, I predicted Mason Cox was going to have the game he had. No. Like, there was no way anybody could have. Yeah. And he's, I've never seen, like, and I hope he doesn't, but I've never seen anyone more set up to have a flop of a grand final. Yeah. Game. Because, yeah. like, he doesn't normally play that well, but because he did it in the prelim, everyone's expecting that he's going to do it now. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, no, you well, should base your expectations on his whole career, which suggests that he might kick a goal. And I, they, I don't know what I was watching, no. 360 or something, where they showed the highlights of the last time he played the Eagles. Yeah. And at least they just kept, McGovern kept nothing. cutting in front of him yeah. and they, he couldn't even get near He it. couldn't even spoil, he couldn't yeah, even he couldn't, yeah, yeah. He did nothing. And at least at least the week before the prelim, he was making contests and bringing it to ground. So that's that's his normal job. That's what yeah. he's in the team for. Really. I, don't, I don't see if he's getting the same delivery that he yeah. did against Richmond. Yeah, he's leading at the ball and attacking the ball in the same way. I don't see. McGovern it wasn't so much cutting, the cutting that off because they oh, were the, just pop. It was the space. Like yeah, the, yeah, there was so leading, much there, space. There was just yeah, like a corridor there because the kicks were just little popped up. They weren't like yeah. they were drilling him in a in a paddock. It You're was right just, though. It was just a space. Though. Yeah, there was just so like, much whereas space. The Eagle, well, I mean, it's hard to say that because Richmond do play that peel, like you know, Rance and yeah, because Rich, uh, like yeah, but Rance plays the similar game. Collingwood's forward line's dangerous because like Hoskin Elliott is taller than you. Th- he seems like a mid-sized player, but he's quite tall and yeah. marks it well. And they got that Meyer check guy; he marks it. Dugowie, I just, it just seemed like like, like a poor man. Mason, like Mason Cox Rising was taking. Stevenson. It seemed like Mason Cox was taking the ball at a point which was undefendable. Yeah, from like a but floating. But he player. was getting a like a free run, and that's the thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's all about that before work. So I think West Coast backline probably won't allow that. Obviously, 
Brad Shepard's normally pretty good at being a cutoff guy in this situation. McGovern, Great. we know, is good. Barras is big body. McGovern uh, hasn't trained this week. He yeah. did train he, on light right. duties today. He'll be all right. Honestly, with the, like, the he's big not a good here. athlete anyway. No. Like, athleticism <laughs> is not his, what a rig. his number one Rig of the week set. again. So it's irrelevant. He'll be fine, I reckon. Um, um, but yeah. Who's, who's going to miss? Who's going to be the unlucky story? Is anyone going to get dropped from either side? I don't think so. Collingwood said they're open to... But they're not going to bring in Reid or Darcy Moore unless they really psych themselves out about like Kennedy smashing Goldsack. Because Goldsack really... like They dominated last week and Jack Rewalt still kicked five goals on him. Everyone's like, it's such a great story, Goldsack, but he's actually been getting pwned. Yeah. (laughs) He's done good things as well, but he's also been... He's not a a key position defender. If your man kicks five goals, then He's a third defender. And Kennedy kicked three on him like in one quarter, basically, in the last game they played Kennedy was like nowhere to be seen and then smashed yeah, him so they don't really have anybody else so. but would you think bringing Reed in with no preparation like would he be able to do a better job no. probably not I think no. you just got to roll the dice yeah, and no say changes. well and I don't think the Eagles will have they, they wouldn't drop gold sack but they dropped someone else from, like if they were going to bring one of those guys in but Darcy Moore would get pwned by Josh Kennedy anyway like he's not a matchup for him he's too yeah. like he's not strong I don't yeah I don't see changes from either side yeah I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really like who who else is a chance to come in. They both played so well last game as well. It was like one of the, they dominated so much that everyone you know the, you know like when you play juniors or in the coach after games like oh everyone contributed today. I can't pick out best players. Like, everyone it was like one of those games where you just won by so much like yeah. everyone looked good. No one struggled. I'm not I'm not 100 percent convinced that the two players playing in uh, the two teams playing in the grand final are the two best teams in the league. Nah, well. <laughs> No, it's been that no. a lot of the time, though. I don't think the Western Bulldogs were the best when they won, but they yeah. just count on a run. Yeah. I mean, I think Richmond are the best team, but, well, they fucking lost, so... That's why, you know, the AFL, it has a final series. It's different to uh, Premier League, the team that win is on top of the table at the end of the season. They win the trophy, that's it. It is It is far then, more exciting, though. Yeah, yeah, and then in the NBA, yeah. they have, like, the best of both worlds where you have to still win the games that count. Yeah, I do end, like But the, they have the best of seven series. So it's I do like, like that. the better team, I guess you can, it is possible to fluke four games, but unless, barring, except for injuries, yeah. suspension stuff, the best team usually wins. Yeah, in terms of fairness, that's a lot better in terms of... Yeah. Uh, it's uh, not practical. You can't do it. Yeah, in terms of, uh, in, like, I guess from a... Um, stakes perspective or like i don't know like what, yeah, yeah. what am i looking for like a showman kind of perspective like yeah. having that one final game yeah. unless it goes to a, seven, a seventh yeah, game the game sevens are so like, um, coveted in but yeah sport. yeah it, like a four game sweep in your grand final would be very very underwhelming yeah but is it it's no different really to like port adelaide geelong grand final where it was just an absolute yeah that it's was, an absolute smashing but unfortunately unfortunately yeah the, the the absolute smashing goes across multiple days instead yeah. of uh yeah. just in the one day i guess yeah i think um i mean it would be interesting because i think obviously in afl there's a lot more scope for changing players and tactics and stuff game to game like i reckon it would be really it'd be really interesting, It'd be like, interesting. I, if these two sure. teams played as best of seven series i reckon it would pro- it could probably go seven games yeah, because I agree. they'd have little adjustments like they i think it's going to it's one of those things where 
they're evenly matched in a way, but based on this final series, it'll probably still be a blowout. Or yeah. like last time they played, it was very even. But like well, someone, it, someone might choke. Like, like Melbourne just choked hard. Yeah, like they, they were At just least so both fumbly. These teams have some guys with some premiership. That seems to be the pattern, or from finals experience and grand final experience, even. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of these players. How many of these players? Eagles players. I think West Coast have ten guys: Cripps, Hearn, Kennedy, Darling, Yo, Lacrae, Shuey. Govan, Maston. Jetta's played in a grand final premiership before. Yeah. Two grand so there's finals. a few. There's quite a few people that have played on the big stage. Yeah. So they've been there. And yeah. It, hopefully it's a good game, I hope. So the West Coast Melbourne game, there's not much to break down. They just sort of smashed them start to finish, really. Melbourne just didn't look right, Melbourne anything just like off. they looked last year. They just fumbled everything. They, they, they were so fierce and uh, like combative the other two games, and they were just like. Weak as piss is probably too strong of a word, but that's what they like. They just weren't you know, anywhere near it. I said, I said this when we were watching the game, and you know what pissed me off most about it? And it's that I'm a Carlton supporter, and they finished last, and I reckon they would have fucking kicked a goal in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, at least done Well, that. I don't think West Coast didn't beat Frio by that much when they when Gaff fucked up Andy Brayshaw. It's just... Uh, just snapping, snapping counts. So, yeah, I don't know. It was very disappointing. Like, especially considering how the finals have been going because that's, I mean, you just hope that it's at some point that at some point you're going to have a, compet- uh, a competitive game. And we've had, like, a couple, but not, like, real nail biters. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just want this grand final to be a fucking nail The West Coast Collingwood game was probably the most... I just want con- the Eagles to smash them and it's going to be fucking awesome. The wor- you know, the worst part... fucking lit. Like, say, like, Geelong, Melbourne, a for example, line. they're... <laughs> The, the the Geelong Melbourne game for example like their game in the regular season was really good yeah both their game they're both, both their games so like it seems like that's the pattern is that they've had like really close nail biter regular season games yeah. and then the finals it's just it's just like your form and stuff open. going in but the West Coast Melbourne one made no sense because Melbourne had been like so red hot and they'd only just played in Perth a few weeks before and won so it just seems set up to be an absolute cracking game obviously West Coast was stronger than they were when they played that game a few oh, I would love a close game. It would go, oh, it's yeah, so good. It's going to be good. Hopefully, I'm sure, like, it'll be at least con- combative in the first half, you think. Like, West Coast, will the MCG, like, maybe some of them choke a little bit and then they overcome it in the second half kind of thing. You know, maybe. We'll see. So, I think they'll be on. And I think Collingwood <laughs> will be on. I think they're both going to be on and just fucking be going. Man, you won't hope so. It's a grand final. Yeah, if there's Boom. any time to be on, it's that. It's, they're gonna uh, be the yeah. I reckon they're both just gonna be fucking smashing cunts. All right, let's give our uh, analysis and and preview and predictions for the grand final. So, we'll, yeah, yeah, what okay. do I think? What's the important players? What's the important strategy? I think, uh, well, hold on. Let me just, let me say, say one win. statistic we'll that, yeah. is that out of the thirteen games this season that Darling and Kennedy have played together, they haven't lost one. Okay, well that's a good statistic, and that is as we said, West Coast. Uh, it's a Even damning statistic. Collingwood's back line is good, but they're lacking a bit in the key position back bigs yes. department, which could be a problem. Um, tactically speaking, I mean, both teams, I think contested ball hasn't been met, like their absolute thing the whole season, but the last, like recent weeks, they've both been quite good at it. Pressure, we know, is like the, the in thing. Like every team that's good is good at pressure. 
Um, and they've both got sort of dynamic forward lines. The Eagles have got um, Rioli and Liam Ryan have... Ryan Ryan! The, uh, the Cracker Brothers, as the media, have <laughs> yeah. racistly termed That's them. so racist! <laughs> it is, isn't it? Of course it is. Like, yeah. fuck. Why can't they just be Stephen Milne? Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, Milne... And, uh, I don't know. Nah, Clint, Clint black, bro. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, it is. It is like, yeah. It's like, yeah, friendly racism. Yeah, I think. In a way. Yeah. But they always compare. Anyway, it's the story. Jared Healy like says it every the Cracker Brothers like he yeah. says it nonstop. But they've made such a huge impact for first year players. They have. They're, they're kind of like, and it's one of those things where even though how, Liam Ryan looks thirty five, you, you know how, you know how <laughs> he's a bit always, older though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's been all fucked up and shit. Yeah. You know how like um. Where we're saying, oh, like oh, Fremantle need a another key forward, like what are all for that Pavlich? Mm. Like they need another key forward, and like Carlton have needed a key forward or, or stuff like that, or the like, Carlton need another midfield or whatever. Well done, West Coast. Like they needed some more small forwards. They drafted small forwards, even though they might have been semi questionable. But Rioli was probably a questionable pick. Even Liam Ryan's going to be questionable pick. And oh, they're they, both they, questionable. They yeah. addressed a need with their draft picks. And it's just paid off beautifully. Like they didn't say it's always tempting to go with best available talent or whatever, but sometimes you pick for a need and it it worked. Like you know, it's clearly come yeah. off for them this year. I mean, both of them again, kind of like Mason Cox. I think they're both equally set up to have absolute shit games. Like they could easily do nothing, or they could easily play very well. That's the thing. It's I mean, when it comes to list management, that's a thing. Like people will say, ah, oh, such and such is a fucking genius because they got this bloke. And- such and such is a shit list manager and has run his club bullshit. into the ground. It's, it's like, fucking luck. Like, They're just rolling yeah. the dice on players. And, it is. You know, a part of it is player development, of course, but at some point, like, you know, sometimes you're just rolling the dice on players and hoping it comes through. And well, it's just know. like Hawthorne. What do you mean? Number two pick. Played fucking no games and... Who? This cunt. Former number two pick. So he, was played, he got what's number his, two with GWS. What's his name? Uh, O'Rourke. Number two yeah. pick. GWS. And he's played 19, 21 games. Dead. dead. He's not dead. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You don't fucking know. That's a number Delisted. two pick. Yeah. Delisted. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah, that happens. It happens. Injuries, though, is what it got. Oh, so exactly. That's what not, I'm saying. Exactly. He probably, obviously like, probably has number two pick yeah. talent. He just isn't able to... Like, it's like Morabito. Mm. Like, Morabito wasn't a bust from the standpoint that they got it wrong. He wasn't the second best player. He just couldn't physically play more than 40 games, whatever it is he managed to get through. Maybe 30 games. Taking up bodybuilding or something. Should have. He really <laughs> should have. Um, Godzilla. So yeah, I think uh, for me, the big thing's gonna be how Collingwood deal with um, Josh Kennedy, how they can quell him, and West Coast's focal point has to be, and the media's gonna be like, "Oh, Mason Cox, Mason Cox," but it's got to be Sidebottom because he has. Oh, been- Sidey, but Tom, we well, haven't talked about the Brownlow. He nearly just- won the Brownlow. Oh yeah, yeah. Tom Mitchell won the Brownlow. Surprise, yeah. surprise, motherfucker. Rip, rip. Um. I think it's Brayshaw, didn't he come there? He came, yeah. He wasn't even there. He wasn't invited. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, he yeah. wasn't even at the <laughs> He was not on the Melbourne table. No. Nah. Oh my. Did you see, he posted an Instagram tweet and he was like, he had like a medal around his neck. He's like, oh, thanks for the third place medal AFL. I'm here in my cotton on shirt. <laughs> hashtag, the hashtag was like, invite, <laughs> invite lost in the mail. <laughs> that, that's actually ridiculous that he didn't yeah. get invited. It's like, happened before. Dane Swan nearly won one year when he wasn't there. It's normally like, they like obviously your main players, but if you know you're going to be getting votes. Yeah. The, well, I think invite. what happened is, and it's apparent for some of our bets, he got the votes they and us and everyone else thought Clayton Oliver was going to get. Some people are saying 
like it pays to wear a helmet kind of thing because it makes him maybe a little bit more noticeable. I mean, Clayton Oliver's pretty noticeable looking. But yeah, a lot of those were like nothing. games when they thought Oliver... And he did poll a bit later on yeah. as well, but uh, Angus Brayshaw polled something like 16 votes in the last like 10 rounds or something. He was just like smashing. He came home with a plum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, side bottom, even before the Brownlow, I've been singing his praises. If you guys remember, you, were, you, were you wouldn't remember, but I remember when we did our top 10 midfielders list, I had I was the only one that had side bottom in there. Not claiming he's my man, but like, I'm just saying like, I've always thought he's a good player and he's just gone... And it makes, I don't know how old he is. I don't think it really makes sense for him to be just peaking right now, but he's just gone like next level. Maybe just because the team's finally playing well again. Mm-hmm. So it makes him, you know, players always look better in a good team. So he was good probably when maybe struggling, like but. Pendlebury's dropped off a bit and he's kind of filled the void. Yeah, well, a he's bit. just taken over. I mean, Pendlebury's still dependable. Yeah, yeah, he's still very good. He's not, I don't think he's quite. He's at playing level, a role now. At the peak level, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but side bottom's just everywhere. His work rate's like off the chart. I think his work rate's just off His left and right. And he's, he's got a, I think that's why, because he doesn't look. He's like got an everyman him. build. Yeah, he doesn't rig. look He doesn't look like a footballer. He's not that tall. He's one of the. No, he's, he doesn't have like a, like a real elite rig or something. I think him and. him He's and, not fat. Him and Tom no, Mitchell. Not McGovern. No. Him and Tom Mitchell are probably, I would say, the best. And I would take him ahead of Tom Mitchell. But they're probably the best two pure midfielders at the moment in the AFL. Because yeah, I they're think, very similar. They're I think moving Dangerfield, and- Dangerfield, Fife, Cripps, those guys I wouldn't describe as pure midfielders. Like they're, they're big guys. They play midfield, they dominate because they're big, but they're just good players that'd be good anywhere. And they're kind of like a hybrid midfielder, like this weird. Those two guys, those those other guys, yeah, Mitchell, the, Kuda, Mitchell the Kuda mold, side. the Kuda mold, yeah. And Kuda, I always thought was a utility. Side. Like he was what would would have tra- traditionally been called a utility player, yeah. Where you could plug in at any position and yeah. they play well. I just think those two, like they don't have any athletic or physical traits that make them good. They're just like football, like Sam Mitchell. They're just like pure footballers, and especially Sarbottom because he's like left and right foot. Sorry, but oh, left foot. He's so Beautiful. clean, and he gets in the right position all the time, and his work rate is off the chops. So I reckon he's, right now, probably he's probably the best player in the comp. Please tell me how Dangerfield got like nearly 20 votes in the round. I thought Dangerfield was going to be higher. Actually, I thought he I had a potato season. Yeah, I know, but he still gets smashed. I think oh my God, imagine if he has a good season. His disposal efficiency is poor. So that's my my key. My key is they got to go. Hutchings has got to go to side bottom. They spoke to Adam Simpson. Hutchings, I hope he wins it. He's going to be that. And they were like, he was like, oh, you know, it puts your structures out because he plays on the wing a lot. I don't give a fuck, Simo. If you want to win, you've got to keep him under 25 possessions or you're going to lose. Because he kicks goals, influences heavily, and he doesn't turn it over. Like, if you let him run around and get like 38 again, then you're not going to win. And like Mason Cox. They'll have some. I think the way their backline just operates, that's enough of a strategy. And they have to put like something special in place for him, because I think it's unlikely he's going to be that clean again um, with his marking under pressure. And I think they'll be able to put him under more pressure anyway, just because I think their backline, their setup's going to be better than what Richmond's was anyway. Mm. What do you What do you guys think? What's your I think it's it's game. all just going to be about composure in the midfield, just like the games we just watched about who gets your hands out clean. Like on, we're watching both those games, the Eagles and Collingwood played nearly exactly the same in the midfield. Like they mm-hmm. they just got the ball out, they didn't miss their handballs, they collected. That's they, what they, the they were fast. That's what the game is. That's what I said. Exactly. Uh, that's but that's what I, I reckon. Both the game be on. is played between the arcs now. Like, that's what it is. It's like what happens in between each fifty. And usually, like, was it was at the start of the West Coast Melbourne game, and I was like, this ball has not gone into anybody's 50 for the longest time. 
and it'd just like keep ping ponging like back and forth and that's just the way the game is played like it's not you know it's about capitalizing on your inside 50 entries i think because they seem so few these days yeah well all right well so what's our what's our prediction so give us your winner a margin and uh give us a, a, a norm smith for either side no i'm gonna go west coast even though i don't want them to win fuck off mate you fucking want them to win can you, you're, if you're West a Carlton Coast, supporter, you can't um, want fucking Collingwood to win. I, <laughs> fucking hell, can't. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm really gunning for a close game, so I'm gonna go five point nail biter. Oh, that would be a nail biter. Anything within a goal is just off its head. And uh, <laughs> well, they well, I've gone. See, I would have thought. No, I was. I was. I thought Steel Cyborg was a good bet for Norm Smith, but obviously, if I'm tipping West Coast, I think. He's that good. He could win it in a loss, but I just I mean, think yeah, they let him could. play that well that Collingwood should nah, win. Hutchings will go to him. I think. Yeah, no oh, we got a pendle, but no. You know what? I'm going to go Jack Darling for Norm Smith. Mm, could be. Chokes McGee. Yeah, I don't know. He's due. He's due uh, for Yeah, uh, I agree. Okay, but, what's your uh, The Eagles will win by seven points. It'll be a point, and then they will kick a goal with three seconds left. Everyone will be going fucking lit, and I'll be racking lines. Um <laughs> And the Norm Smith. Can you guys guess who I'm going to give Norm Smith? Hutchings. No. Will, Schof- <laughs> Will Schofield. <laughs> Shit, that is good. No, Elliot Yo win the Norm Smith. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's what actually. No, I'm changing. Elliot Yo. I'm pretty sure I actually well, said I said that. to do one from each team anyway. So. Oh, oh, did you say- okay. oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, I'm going to go Elliot Yo and Steel Cyborg. And yeah. yeah, I'm going to do the same. Yeah. Right. I actually said Yo on the weekend as well I think, <laughs> for Norm Smith. So. I think uh, West Coast will win by 25 points. And also, this is very refreshing because I've only seen any like Victorian media about it. And when they have the little list on the bottom of who's going for who, it's always like ninety percent going for Collingwood. What the fuck are on about? Like, like fucking... So I think West Coast by twenty-five. And uh, the bets that I have on for Norm Smith, which is what I'm going to be saying, is Elliot Yo. He's told about. It. Oh, I already have a bet on him, so he's know. fine. And Jordan Degoe for Collingwood. Yeah, I was about to say Jordan Degoe because Collingwood he's win. Dusty Martin game break. Yeah. I reckon if they win, he'll kick like four goals. Who got who got best player? Because I think that I think they're going to go to Hutchings will go to side bottom. Last time they played side bottom had twenty seven, so that's low for him. Oh. So I reckon, uh, yeah, he's he's the one that there's not an obvious matchup for him with. Like, who got Shepherd best player there? in their prelim? Who got best player? So according to what do you call it, it was Taylor Adams. Yeah, he was pretty good in the prelim. Twenty contested possessions. Fuck yeah. me. But I mean, look oh. at side bottom's numbers though. He only got six contested. Yeah, but look at the rest of his numbers. <laughs> 13 marks. Let's say he had 21 kicks and 20 handballs. 21 handballs. kicks and 20 handballs. Yeah. Okay, had 17 so that's, kicks that's and 19 hands. There's a lot of possessions. Oh, it is, yeah. 41. Yeah, that's, that's marginal. Taylor Adams had eight clangers, so that's a direct yeah, turnover. Direct. No, it's not a direct turnover. Yeah, it's just a it fucking is. clanger, isn't it? It's no, just like if you cl- kick it on the ground. No, no. Are you looking at the guy who's had a champion data thing? A clanger and... and, and <laughs> Effective disposal goes to a teammate or to a teammate's advantage, so, so or I, is 50 50 more than 40 meters. Ineffective is just like if it goes out of bounds or misses the target or bounce, or whatever. A clanger is a disposal that goes directly to the opposition. So, not if it, if it goes out of bounds. That's just ineffective. If it's out in the full, it would be a clanger. Be a clanger but if, okay. if it bounces out, it's ineffective. So, he had the most clangers. Yeah. So, he kicked it or handballed it straight to the other team. Well, Trent Cotchin had a lot of clangers. Yeah. Actually, he was bad. 10, that's real bad. Yeah. He was bad. 
Um, do you have a grand final cook, Croft? There's only yes. one grand final cook. It's fucking Robert Walls. Fuck Robert, off Robert Walls, you fucking piece of Robert cunt Walls. shit. But there you go. There's a cook for Robert Walls, if you're fucking. listening. <laughs> oh, well, let's fucking tweet the cunt, you fucking old piece of shit. I don't think he has Twitter somehow. My cook? Why the fuck? I flight $3,000 to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why? I just want to go and visit, visit my uncle in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's his fucking birthday. Um... No, why the fuck did the AFL pussy out and not give priority picks? That's what I want to fucking know. They were set to do this it. This is a Carlton. They were one hundred percent. They were one hundred percent set to do it. They were going to give priority picks, and I reckon some fucking big wig yeah. CEO, them, CEOs in the AFL kicked Good up a fucking them. stink. Shouldn't punish other teams that are struggling for not being as bad. No, having bullshit. their picks knocked down. That's bullshit. Um, so yeah, I'm not happy. I mean, fucking state league players. They're fucking state league players for a reason. Because nobody fucking wants them. Tim Kelly was a state league player. Yeah, yeah. How often does that happen? Michael Barlow. That's not a big. Um, yeah, we're not at a big uh, rate in between years there with Mickey B and Tim Kelly. Um, there's another one. That Geelong guy that was all Australian, Tom Stewart. No, oh, I take it back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I just think like I reckon they were fully prepared to do it. I, I told you, I told you as well. I heard earlier in the year that Carlton actually came out and said in the media they said they didn't want assistance, and that the AFL told them to apply for a pick, and they have now been denied it. So that's just fucking taking the piss, surely. I reckon, I reckon they, uh, the AFL knew that if they gave Carlton the pick, it was only going to go straight to Adelaide for Mitch McGovern anyway. So they've just said no. <laughs> why <laughs> because it would have just given Adelaide the pick and they would have got Mitch McGovern so, so no, why does it matter what they fucking do why does it matter what they what they do player. with the pick it doesn't matter it's once they give the pick well, it's, them, the it's theirs league, to do what they, they want they the state league picks for Mitch McGovern then yeah well they have to now don't they <laughs> but they don't get it's not worth as much yeah obviously I don't think it's needed no I think yeah. it's fucking bullshit I reckon they just get good. stop being shit club and get up the bottom of the ladder oh yeah it's easier said than done mate um, all right, well, yeah. You know what would have been a really good priority pick for them that they, they should have, the AFL Chris have taken off them? Blaine Bockhurst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the AFL. Yeah, well, I mean, you want to talk about, you want to talk about fucking list management. You want to talk about Shane Rogers from Carlton, who got Blaine, Blaine Boker, Kane Lucas. Yeah. Oh, 12. Sugar Lucas. See, this is, see, this is not the like They just drafted poorly. Sugar Lucas. You chose poorly. All right, that's all we got time for, I guess. Third time for Eagles going to win. Enjoy the grand final. Get fucking lit, cunts. And drink a lot. Do a lot of drugs. See get drink fucked. A lot of drugs. We'll see you on another time. <laughs> bet bet <Keep> well. responsibly. <laughs> Keep well. <laughs>